I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that pits two movies with lots in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. On Monday's episode, we had a jolly good time with 2001's Lara Croft Tomb Raider, which means hopefully today won't sully this week's Clash as we turn the clock back to just last year and map a course for Uncharted. I'm like literally in a Papa John's right now. Sully, we're running out of time! I found it. Excuse me, guys. Oh. I'm gonna need a minute. Sully, we do not have a minute! So, which film in this week's Pixel Punch-Up will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of this show, so let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! Hello, Clashbutters. Sorry, Sully, but I'm all in. I'm Alex Zane. Oh, bless you. I'm Vicky Crumpton. Could you believe it? I was like, well, it must be. Did they what, listen to the show? It must be what Vicky said because he's sitting quite awkwardly in the back of that limo. So I think he is all in he by your definition. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Mm. Yeah, he's knackered. But he's he's physically but he's gone in. He's gone in. He's <laughs> yeah. gone in because he just Sully is like come on this mission and he's un- unsure and but then he's all in so he's preparing himself. Right. I think. Right. If you've never listened to the full Monty episode, none of that will make sense. <laughs> Welcome. Right then, it's uh, Party Central on the podcast this week because Dad's away. <laughs> yeah, boring Chris isn't here. Woo, what should we do? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Uncharted. But that's what we should do. Sorry, yeah. I just had a spectre of Chris behind me going, get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> so... 21 years after the original Tomb Raider hit screens, we get more wall-climbing, rope-swinging action courtesy of Tom Holland as he becomes Nathan Drake in 2022's Uncharted. V, take us on a journey. Greatness from small beginnings or mediocrity from 14 years of development. You decide. 
as the dude raider who's meant to live by his wits with no formal training in order to distinguish him from Lara Croft, but also is a sneaky parkour ninja, is recruited by a moustache-free Sully in the creepiest job interview ever to maybe be the brains of this treasure hunt to find Magellan, Magellan, unsure, <laughs> old gold, <laughs> providing sharp-eyed analysis and swift logical thinking along the lines of an altar crucifix is meant to stand on an altar, indeed. <laughs> Once the two halves of the key are in place, Sully and Drake search Barcelona on a dual trail that would literally have been impossible 500 years ago without mobile phone technology to ensure the two scavengers stay aligned. And all they find is salt. Cue the unexpected death of Antonio Banderas, the best thing in this film, that's a shame, and a trip to the Philippines, leaving us entirely unsure what the point of Barcelona was. Like, if the map was going to lead you back to the Philippines, what are the chances that a crew member wouldn't just know where it is? Anyway, this is where Drake gets to bang on about betrayal before betraying his spunky girl sidekick whose heart must be thawed, TM, before plundering the loot and then Sully has the temerity to make it like the Filipino government has stolen his shit, even though it's <laughs> legally their shit. And then we get a post-credit sting because that is the law and then we get another one, presumably after marketing checked the internet and understood that Nathan Fillion fans and moustache fans are teamed up to sync this movie. Uh, well yeah you've already done the best scene in the movie which is Antonio Banderas' death and it is such a good moment it's really good now is it good because everything either side of it is quite mediocre or is it good because it's actually really good interesting question it's good because I think he works on so many levels he's incredible Mm. right but he is pontificating and you would be like, oh, God. And you've dr- had dark thoughts when you're in a meeting, which it is on a plane in that, not on a plane, under those circumstances. And your mind wanted you think, I wish you'd just die. <laughs> it's a weird moment. I'll tell you why. Because I, I don't remember which death in Game of Thrones it is, but there is something. Oh, the Red Wedding. It might be, you know. Mm. There's something about that moment which just feels so Game of Thrones and feels so yeah. out of place in such a sort of bubblegum, hey, you silly sully, oh, <laughs> don't talk to me like that, you. Yeah. And all the rest of the banter, it's um, it's just it just sticks out as this, like, fucking gut punch. Yes, like, right. your throat I, was, I wasn't even sad. By like... your second in command. Yeah, because like... you pissed her off. Yeah. So good. Right, it's good. It's a, just a shame to lose him because he's brilliant, but it is, yep. it's 100% worth it for the shock. Shock and awe. Mm. So I've never seen this film before. Oh, and I, as lucky, I was, lucky. I to Nicky, our producer on the way in. Not, I'm not going to do this throughout the thing. I just never, ever wanted to watch it. <laughs> and if we didn't do it semi-professionally, I would never have watched this film. So you have no reference point for the games? Mark then. does. Mark loved the game. Game's great. And he is gonna like the, he's gonna make the children play because he reckons they'd like because it's good, you know. Games are great, games are great. Games, as we were talking about on Monday, which have pretty good stories. Yeah. Which is why it's a surprise that they didn't adapt those stories for this movie yeah. in a better way. I mean, Nicky was saying as well, even when we, you saw the poster, it's just like, mm, okay, fine, 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 fine. But just doesn't have a draw for me. And it's possibly because I haven't seen Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So the star quality, I'm not like, I don't want to see Tom Holland do that. I don't know who he is, don't really care. So okay. it's just there's no elements for me that would draw me in, apart from Antonio Banderas, in fairness. 
I was very excited to see Tom Holland in this role because I do think he's a fantastic Spider-Man and yeah. I think he is one of the most likeable actors on screen yes. working today. I think he's great and like if you've watched his Instagram and the acrobatics that he can do for real, yes. uh, it's quite astonishing. I mean, I think that's what him got, got partially got in the role of Spider-Man. I'm sorry, it wasn't the whole thing, but yeah. he was doing flips in his garden, all these acrobatics, all this parkour and you're like, bloody hell. Yeah. Like, I wish I'd committed to something in life <laughs> that allowed me to be so athletic. Yeah, yeah. God, that's such a true regret, isn't it? What can we do now? Yoga? Fuck that shit. There must be some bowls? Bowls. Bowling. <laughs> bowling. We that's... can go bowling. We can go bowling. You want to go bowling? Let's go bowling. Uh, yeah, you can take me bowling. Orange, orange whip, orange whip, three orange whip. <laughs> I missed the Blues Brothers episode. So uh, I didn't realise the commitments won, by the way. You kept that pretty quiet on last week's pairing. You didn't ask, did you? Two episodes last week, Saw and Seven, with yeah. the pair of you. Yes. And I was just sort of, I feel like I was made the fool of. Why? Because there was a point where we were talking about Seven and whether it was a perfect film. Yeah, and, and, uh, and you Chris said that went, the commitments Oh, the commitments is, is a perfect film, and I just... Didn't know. And I feel at that point you should have gone, by the way, my friend Alex. God, you're so right. The commitments beat one of your top five movies of all time. Can I be honest? Just Let's just, get, let's just real talk for two seconds. Sure. I heard him say that, but I saw you look at him and I read your look as you knew that because you'd listened to it. Right. So but I, you also know that I don't listen to any show I'm not on. Well, I'm extremely vain, so... <laughs> I do know that, yeah. And I suppose it just suited me in the moment to think, oh, he's okay. But I know exactly, you are You are right to call me out on that. because <laughs> No, you are, because... You not, say, I don't really mind. It's the, fine. And also, the commitment's won on the poll as well. Right, oh, did it? Mm. Okay. I mean, oh, God, the Blues Brothers was such hard work. I, that's the first but time I've seen it. now you're hurting me. I know, I know, I, can, I know it's your sort of thing. I know, that, but we're, we are different. Sometimes. Great music, great car chasers, perfect film. <laughs> perfect film. It's perfect like film. 40 years long. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That final car chase. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she got the Katie. <laughs> everything. Anyway, that's a completely different episode that I wasn't on. But, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, this movie, I watched it once for work, and I was like, yeah, all right, this mm-hmm. is fine. And I sort of feel like I ticked that box. It wasn't a movie I wanted to revisit, and yeah, I had to revisit it. So it was a little bit of like... I don't know, a bit of frustration at having to sit through a movie that I never planned to sit through again because I feel it's not a movie that you need to revisit because yeah. I don't think, you know, with some films, a second watch, you unearth some treasure for want of a, a more appropriate analogy. <laughs> nice. And on this, you just don't. It's all there in the first watch. It is, isn't There's it? no other level to it. There's no nothing subtext. nothing going on beneath the surface. No, it's such a, sh- it's such a shallow... I don't mean shallow, that pejorative, but it is such a shallow experience. Mm. So strange. All right, I'm going to tell you some stuff now. Great. Are you ready? Stuff me up. So, I'd <laughs> love to. Stuff me. <laughs> so, it's based on a PlayStation game called Uncharted. <laughs> oh, right? my God. What? Have you really half asked this? No. <laughs> okay, good. It's all right. I'll tell you what, Chris would like this. I just want because... the coffee out of my eye. <laughs> There's a really good article on IGN um, and I've just lifted that more or less wholesale. But I did just credit, but I don't know who wrote it. <laughs> You've lifted that it was based on the PlayStation game Uncharted from an... No! I don't think IGN need crediting. It's nice of you. Yeah, I pulled that from an IGN article. Very happy that's about that. That's on the internet if you care to look. <laughs> right. So anyway, but the point being, that's 2007. Film version goes into development 2008. Straight away, why not, right? The first director to be attached to this movie is... Do you know this already? I don't. You'll never guess. Stuff me. 
It's um, it's only David O. Russell. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, he wants Robert De Niro to be in it. Yeah, great. Okay. That sounds. I mean, I, on paper it sounds great. I'm, I'm worried David O. Russell might punch a mountain or something. <laughs> but there you go. So. Uh, as the internet will tell you, specifically IGN will tell you, um, there's about 100 years then of names and dropping out. And then, so I'm going to do it. It won't be in the right order because I don't care about things like this. And I've probably left a few people out, right? Sure. Because it's like a merry-go-round. Here we go. Uh, Neil Berger, Seth Gordon, Sean Levitt with a script from Joe Carnahan. Um, his version was all swearing and grown up. We'll come back to that. Dan Trachtenberg, Travis Knight, and then we get to Ruben Fleischer. So there's quite a lot of people over a very long time. Mm. Um, casting, like I said, David Russell wanted Robert De Niro. As Ma- Sully? Yes. Or as Nate? <laughs> no, as Sully. Okay. And Mark Wahlberg was going to be, I'm going to call him Drake. Okay. Because that's just easy for me. And it was offered to Chris Pratt. So, anyway, blah 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 development hell, all the usual business. Everybody, basically, I don't know what happens, but every, all of those directors I've just mentioned go off and do the thing that you know them for and that they should have gone off and done, right? So David O'Russell is like, I'm going to go and do Silver Linings, playbook kind of thing. So it's just, I don't know. Best just, romantic comedy of all time, in my It's opinion. so good. Mm. Uh, but obviously, better stuff just comes along. Like, that's, you know, that's just a fact. Anyway, so 2017... We've got this foul mouth script from Joe Carnahan. He does not end up with a writing credit, though, I think. So it's 2017. Tom Holland, after Spider-Man Far From Home, has a meeting, so the story goes, with Sony and tries to pitch himself as a young James Bond and to save him his blushes. <laughs> I'm joking. They give him Uncharted, basically. Oh, because... Had Sony got Bond by this point? Because it changed hands, didn't it? Did, it did, didn't it? But he said that Eon weren't interested in him as a young James Bond. And I don't know if he means... He was talking about James Bond, the origin story. Mm. Obviously, young James Bond as an IP exists. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it was a... I don't think he pitched an adaptation of those books. I think he was like, wouldn't it be fun if you saw like, James Bond, but he was my age and was me? <laughs> You know he's gone through puberty. His voice didn't he's break mid meeting. So, when you be to me, it just. I think I would, my Tom Holland journey is uh, it's uh, it's an upward journey. As in, I had no idea and didn't give a shit who he was. And now I think he's fantastic. I completely agree with you. But he is a baby boy. He's a little child. Mm. Like he looks like a little boy. So the idea, you know, when he's in the classic. Everybody wants to be James Bond because everybody wants to wear a tuxedo, I believe, is the rationale behind it. So when he's trying to look cool in a tux in the auction scene, he's like, oh, you cute, look at your grown up, we've gone to your prom. Like, right. That's what it looks like. I think they have it in their contract. If you're a James Bond actor, you are not allowed to wear a tux in any other movie I while think you're that's James true, Bond. So he's fucked it now. Mm. The classic polls, they made them do this on the, the pollster for the last series of Succession, and I find it a really cheap pose. It's common, I've banged on about this before, it's really common in fragrance adverts. GQ do it all the time. We've got a photograph of a man. We need to make them look a little bit sexy, a little bit powerful. What are we going to do? Pop on some cufflinks. <laughs> That's all they ever do. Right. Have you been made to do that? Like a photo shoot, someone's like, can you just do this? Sorry, podcast doesn't work. I'm holding my skin where yep. a cufflink would be. Yeah. Yep, no. Because it's like you've just got dressed, you've just been shagging, but you are powerful because you've got suits. Is it in the same ballpark as the bow tie but hanging off? Oh, I like undone. that one. I like that little tumbler of whiskey. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got back. Just got back from a party. All nighter. Yeah, had a few canapes, <laughs> done a shit, but now I'm up for fun. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. I'm totally cleared out. Yeah. You've got nothing to worry totally cleared about. out and ready to party. <laughs> Whiskey. Don't go near the toilet. Just give it five. <laughs> give me 
Right. <laughs> no, well, you've fine. ruined that. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, now I've lost my train of thought, which was very <laughs> sketchy to start with. He was meeting Sony. Yeah, whatever. So they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, do you want to do Uncharted? He's like, but I'm so young. And they're like, we don't give a shit at this point. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But the fans, they are worried about it, right? Mm. Because there's a 2018 Uncharted short fan film starring, I don't mean this cruelly, but the big brother you never had, which is Nathan Villian, who you're in love with. I am, yeah, I am in love with him. I know yeah. you are. And yeah. it's really wholesome. It's one of the nicest things about you, that you love that man. His performance is Captain Mal in Serenity. Mm-hmm. One of cinema's great performances. Yeah. Write fact. it down. Fact. Yeah. Fact. Not, <laughs> a, still... not for debate. I'm just telling you. What did you call him? Like a, 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 a hyper man. <laughs> What do you think? It wasn't I can't a, even remember. You were like, he's not a... No one exists like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. But they do in space. <laughs> so, there you go. Spaceships I don't, don't exist, if... but they do in space. That's so true. I don't think... I think I remember banging on about it in this room, but I remember mostly, I think, we nearly came to blows in the pub over it. Like, we got really cross with yeah. each other. Yeah. Because I was like, I think all characters should be written like that. And yeah. You're like, but that would be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be a damaging thing. Yeah. Anywho, who I love, and I love him in that, by the way. But you know, whatever. So uh, where? So are he's we? in this fan film as as Drake. I've not seen yeah. it, but I really wish I had. And everybody loves it because mm. he, you know, he looks quite like him. He's I, got the right physique. He's the right age. I thought the voice when I first started playing Uncharted before I, could, mm. I was too busy playing it to actually go on the internet and look it up. I was like, right. I wonder if this is Nathan Fillion's voice. It sounds yes. like Nathan Fillion's voice. It's a god. It's a voice actor who's in the film, and mm. I forgot his name. Is he called Oh Nolan North North Nolan yes. Nolan North? Yeah, you can see how that's confusing yep. for me. He's in it. Yes, he's on the, the guy beach. on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bit of fan service. That once happened to me. How? <laughs> Hello. Oh, because because this is outside the universe of the film that the film is referencing. Is that healthy? And everybody knows your face, which they don't. So, um, no, uh, Nathan Fillion's not going to be in the proper film, as Boo. I'll call it. Boo. The kid stays in the picture. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is back in a little twist of whatever. Uh, internet has a little tantrum. No one cares. So we're off to shoot, but no, we're not because COVID. So then that's all a horrible delay. Um, it finally comes out in 2022 at a cost of $120 million, it, dollars. It took $400 million. Good. Now, there's a little thing we like to do in the third sector, which is called full cost recovery. <laughs> so get ready. Right. A profit of two hundred and eighty million needs to be allocated across fourteen years of staffing and someone's life. So it's more like twenty million a year, less Sony's annual costs on this movie, which are probably lords. So I'm going to say it probably broke even. Really? That's my feeling. Do you know why that's interesting? Because I can't remember who I was saying it to, but discussing this movie yeah. over the last seven days, I was like, I'm surprised that there is no sequel that's been announced. Even though it sets up sequels, and then you look Twice. at the box office, yeah. and you're like, four, nearly half a billion dollars. How have they not immediately gone, ka-ching, green light a sequel immediately? But that'll be it. Because of the development time it took to get to this stage, yeah. it didn't actually make that much money. Some bright spark, like me, has gone in and gone, do you know about full cost recovery? And they've gone, no, because we don't work in the charity sector because we make tons of money doing something else. And I've gone, wait, I'll ruin this party for you and I'll show you what it's really cost. Wow. Maybe not. Um, on the subject of people going uh, up for the roles, uh, two that you didn't mention who I think would have been good Sullies, which I know we talked about over the years. Mm-hmm. My number two, who I think could have been quite good, 
Woody Harrelson. Oh, yeah, of course. He was uh, talked about as Sully, but my top Sully, who I think would have been great, Mm -hmm. Brian Cranston. Wow. I really fancy him as Sully. Yeah, now I love Mark Wahlberg and I love him in this, so it's hard, but I can, yeah, that's exciting. It would have been older. You'd have had an older Nate uh, slash Drake, as you're calling him, uh, and then you'd have had an older Sully. So, yeah, I mean, it works age-wise. But, yeah, Mark Wahlberg is good in this. He's good in everything, though. So I I didn't realise I'm what a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. Apart from his gym routine, who gets up at 3am to hit the weights. Insane people. You were just mournful that you can't commit to any sort of exercise. Because younger, younger. Yeah. I'm mournful for that, that me from yesteryear. Yeah. The me now is very happy with not doing that. Do you want to golf? I don't, but sure. you could. Chris is always trying to take you golfing, is he not? Line. <laughs> Do you uh, want to golf? I don't think it's the line, it's more the hesitancy, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> golf? Do you want to do golf with me? <laughs> Why, yes, I do. Look at my cufflinks. <laughs> it's just, I'm so obsessed with it. Every time. What is the coral? What's the. What do they make women do in pictures all the time? Oh, the other, I suppose, millions of other different, <laughs> more denigrated <laughs> things. What's the, what's the lady Cut, equivalent of the cufflink shots? That's what I want to know. Uh, pearl necklace. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> Why have you said that? I think thinking of jewellery. Really? Yes. No. No. No, there will be. There'll be a really familiar... I'll tell you what the, What they always make women do is they always make them pretend to eat, but they have to smile and eat at the same time, so they're always going, yum! Is it where they lick their teeth? I, I, uh, I, oh, yeah, I, a lot of that. Uh, 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 look, you, look at my lipstick. God, sesame feed. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do women do in photographs? That's, yeah. That is as prevalent as the old cufflinks. Cufflinks. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess... Well, feminism, we fixed it. We've got more choices than they do. They can only do cufflinks or whiskey. Brilliant. Thank well God, done, girls. Thank God some good came from this episode. <laughs> right, shall we talk about the film then? Sure, yeah. Okay, here we are. Uh, right, Nathan Drake, oh, Drake from here on in, is no, dangling Nate, from Nate. a... Ooh, Nate, Drake. Nate. From a cargo Nate. crate. That I think also... that's, the reason I think Nate is because... Because I was a bit shit at the game, all I used to hear was like some voice when you're travelling with a female companion in the game, yeah, and then you fall to your death repeatedly because yeah. you're like stupid fucking gang, X X jump, and then you just hear the female companion go, Nate. <laughs> I heard Mark shouting at our eldest the other day because our eldest loves Minecraft. But I'm learning all this for the first time, so sorry if this is boring to anyone because they've just gone through it. There are different like uh, modes you can play it in. So he's in creative mode where you can't get killed, and he's really nervous of getting killed. And I was like, you have to go on to survival mode. That is the point of the game. And he's like, no, because creepers will kill me. And I was just in the kitchen busy, and I could just hear Mark just yelling at him, being like, that's the whole point of games. Mummy and Daddy can tell you. All we did was get killed. That's the whole point. You're supposed to get killed. And this child is like, but I just, I just, and it's like I'm stressing him out. Like he just wants to go around and like chase chickens in Minecraft or whatever. And Mark's like, you need to learn to die. So, wow. So rather than allowing a child to live in an utopian fantasy, world yep. he is basically using a video game minecraft specifically to teach yeah. him about mortality yeah but doing it but or not even doing it in a nice gentle way do you think because he failed to convince his kid your child yeah to play it on survival mode mark killed his rabbit <laughs> he's like fine if you oh, won't play it on survival <laughs> yeah peanut died because he wouldn't play survival mode he's like right i can't teach you about mortality that way 
I tell you what, if you'd have seen Mark Parsons' face the morning he discovered Peanut, you wouldn't think that. Like, sorry, just a side bite. It's like this, this film will be done really quick. Peanut left us on, <laughs> on New Year's Day. Have I, told you? I haven't told you this, no. but it doesn't matter. So it's New Year's Day. We've been drinking on New Year's Eve. We didn't drink heavily, but we had a drink, right? So right. we're waking up with a hangover. Also, P.S. Mark is a fucking lightweight, right? Mm. So he wakes up and he's just ashen and I can tell he's anxious and whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like busy doing my thing. And he goes out to feed the rabbits and he came back in and the kids were in our bedroom. Our bedroom is next to the garden. And he just came and he, the way he looked at me, he was white as a sheet and he was like, can, can I? And I was like, and I, I was busy bollocking him for something. And the look on his face, I was like, oh my God, what's happened? Like, what's happened? And he was like, come into, the, come into the bathroom. The kids can't hear me. They can't hear me. And I was like, what's happened? He's like, Peanut's dead. <laughs> like, so I almost started laughing. I was like, are you fucking joking? And he's like, you need to go and check. I was like, I need to go and check. And he's like, I might just be wrong. I might just be hungover. And I was like, all right, okay. That's weird. So I go out. And this, this, is, this is the guy who wants his child to play survival yeah. mode. And it's like... <laughs> he was nearly crying. He was so upset. And then I went out to see Peanut. And I was like, God, you're so hungover. There's absolutely no way that this rabbit is asleep. Like, this rabbit is like a sheet of metal at this point. Like, it's just very stiff. Like this is an ex rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then we had to stuff her into a box, and she wouldn't go in because she got rigor mortis. Would have a box. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's I shouldn't be laughing. It's horrible. Yeah, no. But it's not. She just she got scared to death with the fireworks. That's what happened. She had a heart attack. We think we we didn't. No, we don't know. No, you don't. For certain. No, that's fine. Though. I know you made an assumption. We yeah. made an assumption, mm. and then I had to tell the children, and that's how they learned about mortality. So I was like, "Peanuts gone." So. And how did the kids take? Oh it? my god, it was so typical of them. The middle one was like, couldn't care less. Marshall was just vacillated. He's you know can be really emotional or really shut off, and he'd just be like, "Oh, I don't care," Wah! like just all day. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the sorry, not the. How, oh shit, I forgot the oh order of them. My god. oh my god, this is somehow worse than the story oh of the god. dead rabbit. I forgot I've forgotten the order of them. I forgot. Not the middle one. <laughs> the middle one, the younger one was fine. The middle one was like, can I touch it? <laughs> Obviously. And then he Chetty. said to me, Chetty said to me, <laughs> can I touch it? And then I said, no. And then he said, I want to touch its eye. And I was like, you need to go upstairs right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. That's weird. Is it weird that I knew that it was definitely Chetty? <laughs> mm. Take your shoes off now. <laughs> uh, really? It's just a very curious job. You've got shoes on, Chetty. It's rude to have your shoes on. Okay, I'm going to take them off because this is actually scary. <laughs> Village of the damned shit. <laughs> he's quite massive as well. Mm. And you sat down, so he's like almost as tall as you. Yeah. Sorry, where were we? All right, anyway. We're right at the start. Oh, God. <laughs> what time is it? Oh, no. All right, fine. All right, crack on. So, listen, whatever. Strong start. <laughs> dangling from a cargo crate from a plane. First viewing of this, Drake's like, ah, oh, my foot. And then I th it looked to me like he wiggled his foot free. And I was like, why have you done that, you doofus? <laughs> but that can't be right, can it? That's an illogical thing to do. Uh, Who knows? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. I'm not going to ask you questions. Good. Flashback time. So, here's adored big brother Sam for an exposition dump about... I always thought it was... Magellan. But a lot of people say Magellan here. I've so. called it Magellan my entire life. Because of Bourne. And also because of the letter G. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Mm. So, some old gold, the crazy 18, something. Oh, no, because magic. Maybe it is Magellan. Magellan. But the vowel after is different, so mm. that makes a big difference. Yeah. Although mage. 
Oh, that's a great example. You are firing on more cylinders than you should be. I'm working on a completely different level to humans today. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I can see the Matrix. <laughs> so this poor child, Drake, lost his parents. There's a bit of stuff about something. Oh God, I can't remember. I only watched it last week. Something's not lost. It's gone. Something's not gone. It's lost. You, that's the key to the movie. Right. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But these parents, he's like, no, they're definitely dead. <laughs> You mean mum and dad are just... No. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. I see that's confusing. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely dead. His peanut lot of dead. <laughs> there is a difference. Mm. We do sometimes use the word gone for dead. Yeah. Um, and then his brother Sam has to run away from this nun. That's all very sad. So it's a bit of a tough break for Drake. And I do have sympathy for him until I watch him make a Negroni without stirring it. And then I was like, go to cocktail jail. Not on my watch, sunshine. Unreal. First of all, I was like, why are you pouring it? What are you, are you making a jug of the stuff? Like, what are you doing? You pour it in the glass. It's a, it's a pouring cocktail. And then you gave it to that nice girl who, P.S., you're about to steal from, who deserves it because she's rich and nice. <laughs> what's, what's the film saying? Also, you've uh, you basically told her what she's going to drink because you're quite controlling. It's like, it's like yeah. a gin and tonic. A Negroni? No, no, no. I, I really don't like them. I'll make you one. But can I? Well, can I also get a gin and tonic then? No. What sort of bar is this? Yeah, that's such a good point. And it is strange because when he he literally steals from it, he does. He's like Sully's. Like he calls her. Oh, an ingenue, a trust fund ingenue, which I P.S. makes no sense. Mm. Because ingenue doesn't make to me really mean that. But he doesn't know that that bracelet isn't priceless to her. Like, sure. he just robs it. Anyway, mm-hmm. whatever. Her parents may have given it to her before they became lost. Left. Yeah, exactly. Or, when she's left, is left dead or missing. Unsure <laughs> right. at this point. Sure, okay. Um, so, um, Sully's going to do a bit more exposition for us. Sam is probably lost in San Sebastian. That's obviously hilarious because to European people, we're like, it's not that big, but <laughs> it's fine. Although there are very winding streets. I like the fact that they, it, it nearly doesn't work, but it does work. We smash together the narratives in one sentence. If we find the gold, we'll find Sam. And you're like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I buy that. Go that's all good. Yeah. Sure. So, a nice engine on that. Um, actually, before we get to the task, we'll have a short break. 
BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, task one. Let's spring the second key thing from the auction house. I'm in it. I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Why are we having a training montage at this point? I was annoyed. I think the timing of the montage is bad. But I do understand we've got to see those little Tom Holland muscles. So that's why it's there. That makes sense to me now. Auction time. We meet baddies. <laughs> this makes me laugh. I know it's in, is it in the game. Joe Braddock, to me, is like Joey Nature. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, she's such a badass. Badass, I hate that. She's a very good villain. But they keep going, Joe Braddock's coming. <laughs> it just makes me laugh my head off. It's, uh, it's... Joe Braddock is someone you went to school with yep. in the North <laughs> yep. in the 90s. Sure. Or she's the HR advisor who's fucking lovely. Braddock, all right. Braddock's Oh, mate, Braddock's is Braddus, coming. Braddus. I haven't seen you for eight. Like, you run into her at a wedding. Do How you are you? What, what Brad... do you do now? HR, obviously. Bradders at the office party, though. Yeah. Got fucking shit. And she's face. normally not that sort of person. Oi, Bradders! <laughs> you lightweight! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's very funny. Uh, I'm also our other baddie, Santiago Moncada. I really struggle with that. I want to keep saying something else. Moncada. Anyway, that's a cool name, so that's fine. Mm. We see Tom Holland doing some walking at walls and doing his parkour thing. He dangles from a ceiling. That is all good. Yeah. Again, though, a bit like Tomb Raider. I'm like, yeah, let's get, can we get out of a metropolis and yes. do some actual tomb raiding? And the auction house is weirdly semi-futuristic. There's a lot of neon and I suppose you think stuffy Sotheby's, not stuffy, sorry, no shame on Sotheby's. Well, it's too late. I'll never work there again. Not going to be a sponsor. They don't, do they have? It, sorry, sidebar, two seconds. I know you're knackered. I'll be quick. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, I've, I've, I've sort of lost any sort yeah, yeah, just of narrative thread. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just enjoying the journey. You can be held and free in this point. I can Thanks. carry you through it. I just want to ask you a serious question. Um, when they have posh auctions, do they use people with regional accents? I bet they don't. I bet they, we do like meat auctions and stuff like that, but yeah. I bet we don't sell priceless Vermeers. But we definitely do farming auctions. Yes. Buy my cow. <laughs> Check out this cow. Look at that. And also car booties. Look, look at the hooves on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I bet they don't let the likes of us through the door at Christie's. Is the auctioneer... Got a regional accent in No, this? he's a, posing, a posh English person. Oh, OK. So yeah. this is a complete question in case you want to change careers or perhaps if you're one of our northern listeners. Lose, lose, lose. Um, <laughs> Are you an auctioneer? Yeah. Let us know. Mm. But not if you just do meat. My granddad was an auctioneer. Shut up! But for fire-damaged furniture. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, Harry Warden's sons. They were at a big auction house in Leeds. Um, do you know Leeds? Anyway, near the bus <laughs> station, near Leeds bus station. I do know cause it. Because I, I used to wander around the auction house and find, like, fire-damaged toys that they were no one was going to ever buy, like Asterix figures that were missing an arm and stuff, or bird wow. teddy bears. But he uh, he was a, a very good auctioneer, and he had a regional Leeds accent. Yeah, but, but he again, was selling damaged shit. <laughs> it's not all damaged. Some was sort of second-hand stuff, but it, like, it came from 
you know, houses that had been... Unhappy circumstances. Like, evicted people. Evicted. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm making that up. I'm just meaning it wasn't House all fire damage. House clearances. House clearances. There yeah. you go. Yeah, it was, it was a very exciting to be, place to be as a kid. I bet it was. Mm. Yeah, we used to enjoy going around a, the, an auction house because my mum and dad were obsessed with bargains. So it's like, we're going to go... Yeah. We're bound to find something. It's like... But they don't. They just sell you boxes of stuff. Like, There's some stuff in this box. We don't know what it is. Mm. A pound. And someone goes... No problem, and that's it. Like Storage Wars. <laughs> yeah, it was like Storage right, right, Wars, right. when I think about it. Yeah. But just all old Tupperware and nothing else. I can't believe how exciting that show is. I can't believe it took me so long to find it. I used to see it on the EPG, yeah. the Electronic Programme Guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I was like, well, that sounds boring. Then I watched it, I was addicted. I was like, oh my God, they, it's do, fantastic. they have no idea what's in there, and yeah. they're bidding. Yeah. They're idiots. <laughs> and some of them are experts, some of them are like newbies, some yeah. of them are total hustlers. They're like, I've got no clue. 15 grand. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyway, journal. I missed whose journal this is. I don't think it's important. Whose journal is it? It's Sully's. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah he's made it. All right, great. <laughs> then we're off to Barcelona. Uh, we meet Chloe. Barcelona. Barcelona. No, never do that. Oh, okay. Okay. God, I just remembered. The first time I went to Barcelona, I can't <laughs> speak Spanish. I didn't know the VB thing. And so Mark will refuse to engage with anyone when we're abroad because he doesn't want to be embarrassed by trying attempting the language. Fundamentally agree. But I have that because of Paris where you try mm-hmm. and like, they laugh at you yeah. and you don't try and then they look at you like you've basically just stamped on Peanut's head. Uh, <laughs> yes, all done. Steady on, Alex. Sorry, sorry. Steady on. I loved that rabbit. <laughs> I'm doing the, I'm doing the cross. You're crossing the thing. yourself. I'm doing the thing. But um, the thing is, if you don't do it, you, that just means the person you're with has to do it. Because yeah. you have to get service. Yeah, but you just... Uh, that's why, just use that's why people. That's why people mock English people. Yeah. And yet, it is probably the best way to just go, <laughs> Oi, garçon! <laughs> Chips! Chips, please. Wine, please. So I didn't know that when we were in Barcelona years ago, pre-kids, and I kept asking for cervezas, because that's what I thought it was. What were you actually asking for? For beers. Right. But it's cerveza, and I didn't know that. And then they were laughing at me. And I was like, but it says cerveza. I don't understand. And when we understood that it wasn't that, Mark just took the piss out of me for so long until I finally snapped. And I was like, without me mortifying myself on this holiday, you would have had a dry holiday. So we wouldn't have got any beers. <laughs> so how about a little gratitude? That's the story. Anyway, uh, I hate this bit of sleuthing. This kid is like, uh, Moncada said the key was an altar crucifix. So I think we're looking for a church. And Sully and Chloe, who were puzzlers, are like, what a church! Chloe, 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 Chloe. She didn't come out of this movie very well. I don't. I think, think. they're quite mean to her at the end. Um, I think. I think it's a mistake to have her final act be a double cross for the th- sixth. I'm doing my Barcelona accent for the sixth <laughs> time. Yeah. Um, but I, I just think, I, I, for me, that beat where he leaves the fake coordinates. Yeah, I honestly thought. She was going to have left and he was going to be like, ah, knew she double-crossed me and then she comes back in with breakfast. I was like, that is the right thing to do. Because otherwise, she's like, no matter what has happened, she learns no lesson. She is bad at the start or, or at least, you know, mistrustful at the start. And at the end, she's mistrustful still. She goes on no journey. There's no arc to that character. She doesn't change at all. And by the end, you're a bit like, he's been kind of nice to you and you're still... 
like double crossing him. So I think you're left with a bit of a bad taste in your mouth about that character. But he double crosses her. She saves his life, and then he leaves the false coordinates rather because he he writes oh, it down and he's going to he saves her life. She saves him off the plane. She drives the car, and then he's all stuck. And it's her, isn't it? Her that gets she, that by accident. She saves his life. She hits him with a car <laughs> on a plane <laughs> that he falls out of without a parachute. She's like underwater, going to drown, and he drags her to the surface. Oh, that's true. So at this point in the film, I was getting quite bored. Uh, but then Moncada makes. Joe Braddock, Braddock's kill his dad. <laughs> I like that. Mm. It's stupid, really, because we know he's a baddie. I wonder if it was in the script before you cast Antonio Banderas. You don't need it afterwards because he can glower, glower. How do it's glower, isn't it? Like there's no one else doing that. The minute he's like, I'm bad, and you're like, 100, percent that's fine. Mm. Wimby, you don't need to kill your dad, but it was a nice perk at this point. I mean, I think he's introduced as that guy is evil. That's the first thing that anyone says. Sully goes, he's really, really bad. And then Tom Holland goes, he just threatened to kill me. And so oh, yeah. there's there's no disguising that at that point. Yeah. We don't need a scene with the dad, but anyway, whatever. So the keys go into glower, the thing. Glower, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, I've always, I think I've always said glower. I accept it. I'm happy to be wrong, though. Sure. No, you're not. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm not. It's glower. Move on. <laughs> so Sully gets to walk the streets of Barcelona up top for heaven. And Chloe and Drake are down below for hell, mm. ending up in a nightclub where it's very lucky that they kept all that old stuff and didn't rip it out and put in a sex maze. Because <laughs> <laughs> that could have happened over time. Uh, we make Chloe say... Now, this is an interesting Indiana Jones sort of schism moment for me. Chloe or Drake goes, Infernum is Latin for hell. And you want to throw something at the telly because you're like... Yeah, no, I, I think we know that. Like, whatever. But if Harrison Ford said it, you'd be like, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. It's such a weird thing. Why does the delivery feel patronising? Because they're so young. It's like maybe a younger person yeah. is like, ooh, thanks, Tom Holland. And, um, <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot. Sophie Alley. Oh, anyway. Sophie Alley, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, thank, thank, thanks, Nate. Thanks, thank, guys. Thanks, Chloe. I yeah. didn't know that. But because we're older now, it's like, shut up, children. That's true. I know that because I've watched Event Horizon. I've been to that club, so. Liberatate tutame ex infernum. <laughs> Save yourselves from hell. That's how I know it. There you go. Yeah. Um, Drake and Chloe are getting a bit of a pickle here. They nearly drown. Sully has to smash up a Papa John's. Do you want to know why Papa John's is in the film? Because they sponsored the fucking film. So, yeah. Really? Yep. Oh. That's the reason. Although it is funny. So. Yeah, sure. Um, Especially seeing as, yeah. No, no, they're not in Italy. I was going to go. Especially because they're in Italy. And it's like, <laughs> they're in Spain. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Rude. <laughs> rude. Yeah. So, a quick question, but a I don't... Paella. 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 <laughs> We're in paella yeah. I don't think you're going to be able to answer this question because you're jet-lagged, but mm. how does that work in olden times? What's that now? The puzzle, not the corporate sponsorship of a movie. Like, <laughs> he's down below and Mark Wahlberg's up top and it's like you have to meet at the same point above ground and below ground so that he can use the key so you don't drown underneath. Yeah. They've got an earpiece, they've got their GPS, they've got their phones. Yeah. 500 years ago, you were going looking for this gold. It's impossible. No? Tin, tin cans on string. <laughs> Just a really long piece of string. Perfect. Great. Hello. <laughs> I'm at the top. I'm in Infernum. <laughs> it's hell. So, anyway, it doesn't matter because it's all for nothing because it's just salt. So here we go. We're going to cram in a low point here, which is fine. It just all comes a bit quick. It's just salt. Sam's genuinely dead uh, rather than lost, gone, something at this point. 
Sully's a selfish bastard and Chloe's working for Mon Carter. However, we have to have an act three because it would be weird not to. So even though Drake is like, I'm over you, Sully, but I will team up with you right now to finish what Sam started and also PS find like a lot of gold. And also we do need the best scene, which is on a plane. So can we get there? Yes. So next good moment. I'm not even bored. End of Mon Carter. Just good. Just Great. good, good, good stuff. Really out of the blue. It's it's that thing. It's it's the Ned Stark Game of Thrones thing. It's like big name actor. You're like main. You know. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of them. Yeah. And then suddenly whammy, and you're like, fucking hell, that's yeah. brave. And it's it's maybe a little bit of a shame you didn't spend more time with the hench people, so that Joel Braddock could go right. You're working for me now, but you kind of understand why they would have turned because she's had to convince. Loyal soldiers. Scorty! <laughs> yes, she's had to convince... And that's his name. I'm not just making fun. His no. character is called Scorty. Yeah. And they have a, a, a lot of fun with a Scottish <laughs> accent. Yeah, that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I really don't know what you're saying. It's, I do. Yeah. You, you, you do. You do. <laughs> yeah, that's mean. Yeah. So, anyway, we're back to the start, uh, which I know you're a fan of. When you open with the thing and then you come back to it, I do do enjoy it. I do too. I do enjoy it. Uh, Chloe drives Moncada's car off the plane. I've put she saves Drake, but we appear to disagree over that. So okay. Um, anyway, so for which kindness he, I'm cross with him. He pays her back by leaving false coordinates after his brother's secret postcard invisible ink trick shows the true coordinates. He did the work. She went to bed. So. Well, on that point, this film does get points for me because they're in a hotel room together. Let's have a shower. He's got no top on and they don't bone each other. And that genuinely surprised me. So I was like, tick, that's good. I'm surprised by that at this point. It's a kid's movie. Is it? Yeah. Wasn't that a little kiss? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's classic moviness. We've got this luxurious suite. We're a bit knackered. We've just survived something and we've just had a shower, Mm. obviously. So they don't. And I was like, oh, quite like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do too. Okay, good. I don't believe that sex belongs in these films. In oh, No. Well, they're kids' films, you've just said. Right. But you can't have a little kiss? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a little kiss. A little, a little yeah. kiss. A little peck. <laughs> like kissed that. her eye. <laughs> oh, no, don't. Yeah. That's that Ed Sheeran song about kissing eyes. It makes me laugh my head off every time I hear it. What the hell oh, is God, that? Oh, God, what's it well, called? I don't know this song. It's really popular. And it's, it's, it's in the chorus. I want to hold you. I want to. He goes, because I love Ed Sheeran. It's like, I want to kiss your eyes. <laughs> I think he says that. Why if he doesn't? Do you mean he? Maybe it sounds like. Yeah. Logically, yeah. I want to kiss you right. I think he says eyes. I want to kiss your eyes. I think that's what he I mean, respect if he does, because that's a mad thing to write in a song that is in any way meant to be romantic. I'm going to kiss your eyes. I'm like, ow. Yeah, but it's like a massive hit. Everybody loves it. Great. But I could. It could have been one of those things where you've misheard a lyric yeah. and gone, "That's weird." But it's it's kiss you right. I want to kiss you right. <laughs> Maybe it's kiss your rice. <laughs> kiss your kiss your rice. Is there a setup in the lyrics that they're at an Indian restaurant? You ate at an Indian restaurant. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so uh, kiss your rice. Yeah, kiss your rice. <laughs> right. Someone will let us know. Sure. Um, Drake finds the ships. Brilliant. 
the, he knocks all the gold out of the barrels. I don't wear a lot of gold, but I was like, that looks like cheap gold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like knickknacks. Yeah, it doesn't look like great gold. <laughs> it looks um, like I, Maybe that's why gold is so expensive, because it is very difficult to replicate fake gold for a film. For a movie, yeah. I watched uh, a wonderful movie called Sisu the other day. Oh, I saw the poster mm. for it. Is it good? Yeah, and here's gold. And that, and it it also looks like fake gold. (laughs) (laughs) Which may be it. So, this climax, I'll be honest, this is one of the few things I have a very strong opinion about. Go on. I really, really hate the fact that they've discovered these ancient ships. You've been going at this movie for ages and they finally found them. And they've been looked after and preserved by nature for hundreds and hundreds of years. And you're like, oh my God, that's wonderful. And then they just smash the shit out of them. <laughs> it's like they're worth a lot of money. They've been preserved this long and we're just going to smash them up. It would be like the Ark of the Covenant getting smashed up at the end of Raiders. And you're like, that feels awful. I watched the climax of this movie and it takes me out of the spectacle because I'm like, that's such a shame yes. that you can't even save one of the ships. Yeah, like, you're right. Because also, it's the reason why, and it makes perfect sense, Joel Braddock's men can't shoot... Drake and Sully in the ships because she's like these ships are worth a fortune if you, you, you put a hole in them I'll end put a, you put a hole in you I'll put a hole in you yeah. more like yeah, and, then, and you go oh right okay sure. and one of them Drake or Sully is like these ships are worth a lot of money so don't mess them up it's when Sully is flying off with his ship and rather than like the, sh- the, the, the ship that they're going to store the ancient ships on is right there Braddock should go We'll go after him, but let's drop our ship off first because then we've got one whole ship worth, according to Sully, four to six billion dollars. Yeah, with a lot of money. So let's save one, then chase him. Let's not just chase him now. Yeah. She's overwhelmed with emotion. She hates him that much. She does. She's not thinking straight. No. Not thinking right. Not thinking like a treasure hunter. What's your job? What's your job? You've got some treasure. You hunted it down. You've got it. Don't fly around with it. <laughs> flaunt it so um, I do I like it as a set piece because it just looks fun like lifting the ship there's one cool shot the slow-mo where the helicopter's going over and it's like leaning weirdly my favourite shot in Tomb Raider involves slow-mo helicopters they're Connection. Should've no, that's that true. And they, they're a fun-looking helicopter, no? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. Like, it's got no middle. Oh. Great. Cargo helicopter. Is it called a cargo helicopter? No, I don't know what it's called. I bet but it, it is. is. But it's something like it's, that. Yes. It'll have a really sexy helicopter now. Why do but the helicopters always get the best names? Patchy. Cobra. <laughs> the ships are like, cargo ship. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, a huge rivalry between the... Uh, <laughs> Maritime and airline industry. Famously, that's I true. I flew back from LA on a virgin ship called Pinup Girl. Really? A virgin ship airplane, I mean. <laughs> I didn't fly on the ship. <laughs> oh, this is it. I don't know what's don't know what's a movie and what was my life anymore. Uh, did you go a business or a coach? Oh, you do not want to say. I got business. But you weren't paying for it. No, exactly. Oh, was it nice? Yeah, oh, my God. It's amazing. Yeah. We've, I think we've talked about this on the show. Once you've flown business, in, like when you are paying your own way, yeah. you're not... No one's paying five grand for a seat or whatever it fucking costs because it's like, you're just like, I'll suffer for 12 hours and have, you know, £4,200 still of my own money. But there's no escaping that moment where you walk on and you just sort of, you look left Mm. and you're like, I've been there. And they're like, 
back there for you. Yeah. And start jabbing you with that prod. I've only ever seen the bar and this, before someone's like, swish the curtain, that's not for you. Yeah. I was very sad. It's amazing. That's, that's, the, that's the fun thing about Virgin, the fact that they have bars and bars, a bar with bar stools mm-hmm. on a flight that you can sit at and yeah. order drinks at yeah. in the air. It's mad. It is mad. That's mad. Uh, anyway, so I wanted to ask you this. You've played Uncharted, yes? Mm. What's the point of the old cannon to win the day? Is that in the game? Why does Nate, a young man, mm. Drake, be like, oh, I get why he uses the cannon, but it seems so f- like um, artificially set up, as in yeah. we really have to use this thing. It's because it's the best scene in the Matthew McConaughey movie Sahara, which you know I love, <laughs> where they shoot down a helicopter. <clears throat> Weird. With a cannon. Great. Oh, my God, I feel like I've seen this before, but done better. <laughs> Uh, we have a false end. We need to squash Braddock. The men have a Indiana Jones take my hand moment, obviously. And then... It is. It's the end of Last Crusade. Of course yeah. it is. Um, oh, another connection. Both these mor- both movies borrow from Last Crusade. So I thought the ship that... I thought it was the Filipino government. It is that, isn't it? It's not the baddies. He's like, well, they've got it now. And it looked to me like a state ship. The problem is, it looks identical to the ship that Braddock was heading towards. Yeah. But it's apparently not that ship. It's a a new ship that just looks the same as old ship. Yeah. But it's just called Ship. (laughs) Like they are. Yeah. Not called something cool like. Banshee. (laughs) That's why I'm going to. Gap in the market there. The Banshee. Or is that better? Slither. Slitherer. The Slitherer? <laughs> oh, that's Harry Potter. So, <laughs> so fucking tired. Carry on. Anyway, Chloe's okay, thank God. The boys have a big laugh at her at her expense. Like, basically, the scene is she's been riding around on that speedboat in fucking circles for ages. <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, will, there be a se- yeah. will there be a sequel? Not dead. Sam thinks so. But will there really be a sequel? Nazi map thing says so. That's the end. Two stings. Outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're done. What's your best scene? Uh, Antonio Banderas having his throat cut after his big speech. Yep, me too. Good. <laughs> What's your most valuable whatever? Tom Holland. He's so fucking likeable. Yeah. I think I think it's really well cast. Mm? I think Sophia Ali, I didn't know her at all. I think that's, you know, for me, that's she's doing very good work. Mm. Um, Mark Wahlberg's brilliant, but it is Tom Holland because I knew his face. I've heard everyone say, this kid's a superstar, and I didn't get it, and now I do. So that's good. Mm. What would you change? I think Braddock and Chloe, like, I just, I want one of them to be nicer. (laughs) Braddock's the villain, but Chloe's also kind of the villain. Like, I really do feel quite strongly that by the end, her and Tom Holland, her character, her and Nate, should have, like, not become lovers. I agree with you. We don't need that scene. I, I respect the movie for not going there and yeah. going, oh, well, they're a man and a woman. They're going to be romantically entangled. Yeah. I would like them to become friends. I'd like her to be on side at the end. It yes. feels like maybe it's because like their guys are like, <laughs> stupid <laughs> Chloe in a boat. See ya. And you're just like, I'd want her to be on the helicopter with them. I think, yeah. I think, I, I, I think I've seen her double cross him. I do honestly think it's at least the third time, if not the fourth time yes. she's double crossed Nate. And I'm just like, you just like, no, this is the moment where your character goes, actually, I've, I've learned something or I've changed or, you know, yeah. we, we have been on a journey enough together. Yeah, you want the gang together, don't yeah, you? Kind yeah, kind of. Kind of. Uh, my, I'm sure it would make sense in the sequel that we're not getting. Yeah, which is fine. Hmm. My change is this. We're in Infernum Nightclub. I'm not much of a dancer, says parkour ninja Nathan Drake. Incorrect. We'll be the judge of that. 
dance. <laughs> so I think I thought he was going to do it. He's a very physical actor. I'm not much of a dancer. Boo. Mm. And then he's like, oh, but I'll chuck some cocktails. I've seen it. I've seen you fuck up a Negroni already. Dance. <laughs> so that's my only change. All right, fine. So we're done. Yep. So I'm just going to do this. It's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! Booyah. Yay. All right. So uh, I think you can go first. Okay. So here is my thinking. Uncharted should be a better film because, as I mentioned on Monday, we are in an era that we weren't in when the first two Tomb Raider games came out where video games have great narratives. They have great stories that lend themselves to being adapted. However, caveat, for screen. Now, you look at something like the Uncharted movies, or a better example, because it exists, uh, the Uncharted game, sorry, or a better example, because it exists, The Last of Us. Yes. Now, is the issue that a video game like Uncharted, like The Last of Us, it's an eight-hour narrative experience for the gamer. So there is a lot of plot there. Yeah. Do they just fundamentally not lend themselves to being subbed down to an hour and 40 minutes of That's entertainment? That's my theory. My, my very naive theory is when you get involved with a video game, it's, you're looking at months of your life because it just... And Uncharted, I believe, is quite difficult as well. So it just squashing it into two hours and, and tying it all up in a pretty bow and being like, uh, act one, act two, low point, da, 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 whatever... It runs counter to your experience of the the game, which was you know six months of full time kind of mm. immersion, right? And that's why it just does. And but that's but the Last of Us is smashing it. Everyone's in love with it. But then is it because video games? Because you spend so much time and piecemeal time, they are episodic. Yeah, and also because a, a, a video game plot can be told over eight hour long episodes of a TV series and yeah. cannot be told over a one Two hour hours, forty yeah. minutes. So maybe that's something that you can forgive Uncharted for, but I just still think the Uncharted video game, four of them, I believe, yeah. it's just so rich in plot. Like, I've played those games and I've been frequently surprised. It feels like they are littered with Mokada moments yeah. that could have been put in a movie like this. I do think it skews too young. I think uh, there's something far grittier. I, you know, I think a Joe Carnahan version of the script would interest me who knows whether it was good or not but i do think something that just feels a little less both in terms of tone and visually this just looks too polished like every tomb every <laughs> church every place they visit it just looks too artificial i want yes. something grittier real in more in camera stuff less cgi um tomb raider is batshit crazy <laughs> but i kind of love how stupid it is and how I've made up versions of a story that doesn't exist to try and understand that movie. And I just had more fun with it. It makes less sense than Uncharted. But Uncharted, I'm sorry, is a little bit boring. And Tomb Raider, for all its flaws, is actually kind of entertaining because of those flaws. So Tomb Raider. Okay, fair enough. So I would say, I did fight quite hard. Tomb Raider is based on an IP that I'm more familiar with, so it should have been an easy win, really. Um, and Angelina Jolie is a total star, and Tom Holland is, but not as much as she is, like not in a million years. Um, and I, as I confess, I had no interest in watching Uncharted. 
But it is entertaining. I just did find it quite... I was really along for the ride, even though it was super shallow, and I won't watch it ever, ever again. Um, but they're both missing something. They're both missing some magic, some narrative magic, and I don't, I can't articulate what it is, which is not very helpful. But Uncharted is missing it less for me, so it's fractionally better on that mad logic. Uh, so I, I vote for Uncharted. Okay, so that is one for Tomb Raider, courtesy of myself. One for Uncharted, courtesy of Vicky. He didn't want this to happen. <laughs> he says, I really, really hope it's not a tie. But if it, it is. is, Chris's vote, and I mean, I guess because these movies are so silly, his deciding factor is suitably equally silly. Yeah. But Chris says, the one with Rimmer in. <laughs> Yay! So Tomb Raider, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, 2001's Lara <laughs> Croft Tomb Raider is our winner this week! Hooray! Fine. But... As always, the poll will be going up on Twitter where we are at ClashPod. You are more than welcome to tell us how right or wrong we got it. So, next week, let's look ahead. Vicky, you're away. I'm away. You're away. I'm on my jollies. Uh, Oh, shit. Do you know what I've done? I forgot to write in the batshit fucking weird movie that Chris has picked for us to do. I've got one of them. Anyway, the clue I gave on Monday was... Back to school. I'm sure many of you will have got <laughs> old school from that, but... The <laughs> what? It is actually called Back to School. I know. I, didn't, I thought you were like that similar. The other movie is called Back to School. Do you know what? I feel, considering Chris's absence, we've done a fairly stand-up job of covering these movies. So there was one thing that was always going to fall by the wayside, and that turns out to be the clue. So back to school versus it's fine. old school. This is, you know, look, you when it's me and you, different things are important. When it's you and him, different things are important. It, the clue, I don't mind how bad it is. Right, never. Good. Has it ever been the title of a film before? <laughs> so back to school is from nineteen eighty six. It's available on Amazon. Old school, you know where that is. It's everywhere, and you know what it is. So. Those are the movies we're going to be doing next week. And uh, we'll be back on part with part one of that pairing on uh, Monday, which is Back to School from 1986. You may have got that from the clue. Uh, <laughs> have a lovely weekend. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, where we are at ClashPod. Speak to you Monday. Bye-bye. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 